Kelly. Kelly. Oh, Kelly. Where are you? Where art thou, Kelly? Ring. Ring. Hello, Guy. <laughs> I'm here now. That threw me off because you're like doing, I don't know what you would call that voice, but it's like a slight modification off of your normal voice. Oh, which is, well, that's my phone answering voice. That's your phone answering voice, your intake yeah. voice. Do you have a phone answering voice? Do you do nope, a special weird it. thing? Well, I don't know. Some people say I do. I, You know, it's funny too, and maybe this is like a common thing, but when I listen to my voice, I'm like, that's not me. That doesn't sound like me at all. Really? Yeah. Even after all of the podcasts that we've done, yeah. you still have a disconnect? It's weird. Like I'll sometimes like just to mess with my kids, I'll play it on like our Google Home and they're like, daddy. And I'm like, that does not sound like me. What do you think you sound like? Well, I, when I listen to myself, I'm like, I'm like super nasally and um, I don't know, almost like just weird. It's just like not me. And so you think in your head, you don't sound as nasally. Yeah, you're like, everybody knows you're super nasally. So it's just, you're the only one who doesn't think that. No, I actually do not think your voice sounds nasally. Well, that's good. I need some voice confidence. Yeah. And if you worked on like getting a, a set tone going, you could do some mm -hmm. voiceover work. I need, If you well, could modulate wow. your voice a little bit better. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's not quite it. That's like my, my uh, well... I was going to say that's my silence of the lamb's voice, but you know, anyway, speaking of voices. Yes. What about voices? Uh, voice is really important. It is really important. I think we all know how I feel about voice and having great intonation and modulation, but also actually talking to people and getting your message across. And today we're going to talk about just that because we have a voice expert in the wonderful Paul Faust. So strap in as we grill him about phone numbers and using your voice. Welcome to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing with your hosts, Key Sakalakis and Kelly Street. Teaching you how to promote, market, and make fat stacks for your legal practice. Here on Legal Talk Network. And welcome to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing. Before we get started, we want to thank our sponsor, Nexa, formerly known as Answer One, is a leading virtual receptionist and answering service provider for law firms. Learn more by giving them a call at 800-267-9371 or online at www.nexa.com. Kelly! Sakalakis. Oh, we what? both just did it. We both just said hello at the same time. We did. That's the first time that's happened. Well, we hello. were both so powerful and intense this morning. We're excited to be here. We are matching the level of what this episode is going to be. Let's bring it. Bring it. Awesome. Well, speaking of bringing it, let's bring in our guest, Paul Faust, President and VP of Business Development at Ring Boost. Wrong. And Oh, what? just President, <laughs> I thought. President. President. President and VP. President of wow. all the things at Ring Boost. That is perfect. Paul, yes. thank you so much for joining us today on our 
humble show to talk marketing, not branding. Just kidding, Kelly. I know you're going to bring that up. Paul, <laughs> tell our the three people who listen what they need to know about you. Well, uh, thank you so much for having me on. I'm super, super excited. Yes, I am the president VP. I am also the customer service rep and anything else the company needs. It's what you do when you own a business. Um, started Ring Boost with a partner um, about 15 years ago. Uh, work in every industry that you can think of, but the legal industry just became a natural fit for us and for me. So it's one that I focus on a lot. Uh, I, I go to about eight to 12 conferences a year, speak to people in the industry all the time. But as I like to talk about, I'm sure uh, Kelly will like to talk about later with branding, I am a lot more than, uh, than just the president, VP, um, and court jester of Ring Boost. I am also a volunteer firefighter. I also run charities. Um, I also am an active athlete. I believe very much in living in all the buckets of my life and not just the fact that I'm an entrepreneur and business owner. And you're also- And I also, appear, and I also appeared in the office of the, uh, an episode of The Office, which was cool. Thank you. I was just going to bring that yeah, up, that you always, are also cool guy, Paul. <laughs> I am one of the few people who appeared in the sitcom and played uh, his own name. Not many people uh, in TV have done that. I'm going to add that to my bucket list. If you are a fan of television, I highly recommend doing whatever you can to get on or uh, behind the scenes to watch the process and really what goes into you know putting on a half hour of television. Um, if you're a fan of it, it's fascinating and uh, fun to be a part of the family and very tough when you're on a comedy where you think the people are very funny and you can't laugh and this is their work. This is where they go to the office and uh, they try to make you laugh. And they are professionals at it, and you can't. So it was fun and challenging, and just a life, another one of the life experiences. You know, I live by a motto, which is part of a group that I'm in called BYLR, which is build your life resume, not your paper resume. And um, I think about that every day. And this was a part of my life resume that I built. So super cool. Very cool. So I'm going to talk, I'm going to start to talk about the boring stuff because I know you and Kelly are going to talk about interesting things um, because Paul. You are an expert on all things calling phone numbers. And we get, I get questions, as you, I know you do, about phone issues, right? Because, you know, even though I think that people are finding other ways to communicate, there's a lot of people conversing by phone still today. And especially in the context of legal, legal services in general, People want to call. They want to talk to a lawyer. And lawyers, because they're selling expert services, they need to be able to communicate with voice. And so some of the, the common questions that I always get, and I'm, I'm really curious to get your thoughts, because I know you've, I'm sure you've got all sorts of experiences to share on this and all sorts of data to back it up. Let's start first with question number one, which is this idea of branded phone numbers. So... Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, if you drive down I-94 here in Chicago, there's a lot of lawyers that have billboards. Branding the phone numbers is uh, still a big thing. Let's get your expert thoughts on branded phone numbers just to kick things off. Uh, great question. Um, I was actually sitting at the back of a conference once that we all go to, uh, or many of us go to, and they actually had a panel on the stage and they were talking about this very topic, uh, different types of phone numbers. And I was sitting in the back of the room and everyone on stage, had an opinion. And I said to the person next to me, 
it's pretty weird that I'm not on the stage because I'm actually the only guy around here that does phone numbers. And I'll tell you the only answer, the only correct answer to the question, whether it's a branded phone number, an easy phone number, a tracking number, the only correct answer you will ever hear is from me. And the answer is, it depends. There is a time and a place for all of them. There is absolutely, I didn't believe this when I started, but there is absolutely time and a place for a tracking number. And there is a time and a place for a branded phone number. You know, when you see things like there's a big firm out of uh, of Florida, uh, Ask Gary, but, and he uses a phone number that's 1-800-ASK-GARY. But in my opinion, what I tell people, if you are going to brand a phone number with a tagline, because it doesn't just have to be the name of your firm. It doesn't have to be lawyers or hurt now. I worked with a firm in Pennsylvania and their commercials and their was all, hey, do you ever wonder why some attorneys get more for their clients? And we got a number that was 844-GET-MORE. So if you're going to brand a phone number, I say to people, own it. Whatever the number is, whatever that word or phrase is, use it in your communication, use it in your graphics, use it in your jingle and make it flow. It can't be um, you know, my name is Paul Faust and I'm going to fight for you. And I like to fight. And no matter what happens, I'll fight. I'll fight. Call me at 1-800-GOT-HURT. Like I'd want a number with fight. So you have to make things consistent. So yes, I'm a fan of branded phone numbers. The biggest, I would say, question I get is, yeah, but you know, people have to translate the letters on the phone. And my, it's a very simple answer. Almost every phone out there has the alphanumeric on it. If you look at your iPhones, your Android, your desk phones, I would rather have them know my numbers, 1-800-Flowers, 1-800-GOT-HURT, 1-800-WHATEVER, and have to look at the phone to translate the letters and then just not know my number at all. just doesn't right. make any sense to me. Right. And, and, I, and, I, and that you, as an expert that you are, answered that the only way that it can be answered um, properly. So um, thank you for that, for the listeners who are looking for the one-size-fits-all answer. The other thing that always comes up, and I, I think this is a, uh, there's a shift going on. And we've been talking, so uh, digital marketing people are very attribution focused, right? So they're always like, oh, we got to track it, right? So they want tracking numbers and all this stuff. But I think sometimes the digital marketing folks, account me in that crowd, are a little bit too myopic about the intersection between branding and tracking. And so it's not that, you can't just be like, all right, you know, look, if these, if you're getting inside someone's head with a jingle or a number, that's a totally different ball game than tracking some direct response call off an ad. And I, and I think that the advice sometimes is a little bit too, you know, I said myopic, maybe narrow-minded, whatever. And I do think there's a trend back to understanding the psychology of actually putting phone numbers in people's heads and the uh, and putting jingles in people's heads and the power that that has. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I also, you know, I work with digital marketers all over the country. It is okay to track certain, you know, if you're testing some landing pages specifically, I mean, there there are companies and sites that track every visitor. If they're certain, if you're doing a direct mail and you want to, and you're going to test two or three pieces, okay, I understand that you want to see which one got the call. If you're testing some landing pages, okay, there is a time and a place, but that doesn't mean you can't have the main number, the easy dial, the vanity on the homepage, but you can test a specific piece because you want to know, is does this pay-per-click ad work? Does this landing page work? Is this social media ad campaign working? Now, my opinion is once you figure out which ones really work, 
I would then switch to a number that, that they can get stuck in their head because it makes referrals easier. I also think there's a, look, there isn't any exact answer in tracking. Let's say that I saw a billboard for a lawyer uh, driving and I'm like, you know what? I might call that guy. And then I'm listening to the radio and it just so happens that that lawyer who's spending money, his radio ad comes up. I go, you know what? I really should call him. But then I go home and I Google and I pop up a landing page and I call that number. Now, everybody might have tracked me to the wonders of digital marketing and how that landing page worked to get the client, but there's no attribution to the fact that I really saw it on a billboard and radio ad. So look, there isn't an exact science. As marketers, we all want to do our best because you know there's that famous saying, 50% of marketing works. We just don't know what half. So I understand that we want to track but there isn't a perfect solution. I don't care what anybody says. We do the best we can. And I know as marketers, we want to do better than that because, you know, our clients hold us, you know, they hold our feet to the fire, but there isn't a perfect solution. There's only the best we could do. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad that we, uh, I think we had to nail that uh, question, just get that out of the way, just because it does come up so much. And uh, we we would be remiss to have you as a guest, as such an expert on this stuff and not ask it. But Thank you. I think that that's that's right. It's the best we can do, and it, you know everybody's firm practices and marketing plans are different, so it's got to have a mix. Yeah, I mean, look, I've had you know there been. I tell people, look, it's it's okay after you do an intake and after you have a client signed up. You know, there is a process where you could say, "Hey, how'd you hear about us?" And it could be a manual process. Again, that is also not exact because I've heard lots of stories where people say, "You know, I saw your ad on." on ESPN and they know for a fact they don't run on ESPN. So, yep. you know, they're not always, but there, so there isn't a perfect answer. We try and do the best we can there, you know, you try and attribute to when ads ran and okay, but ultimately what is the goal of marketing? The number one goal of our marketing and advertising is to drive new clients, not tracking. The goal is to get business. We'd like to track so we know where to spend our dollars better. But ultimately, you know, if I said to you, great, here's information you could track, but there's nothing to track because nobody called you or nobody went to your website. Awesome though. You could track nothing or you've got a lot of calls, a lot of web visitors, a lot of things like that. And you have to try and figure out how you got to them. I'd rather that problem in my opinion. Yeah. Wow. There's so much good stuff in here. Um, One of the things that I'm wondering as you're talking about these uh, referencing kind of probably larger firms that are doing Mm -hmm. the commercials and radio ads and that sort of thing, how does a law firm get started with doing vanity numbers or custom phone numbers? How do you, how would you recommend someone dives into that pool? Great question. They just got to call me. Um, no, and, and you will hear me, by the way. Yes, I, I have referenced firms that do radio, TV, you know, you tip, you know, the billboard people. But I am a firm believer that phone numbers are for everybody. You don't need to be the big spender. If you are doing, you know, local marketing, you're, you know, networking, I say, hey, uh, I need to hire a lawyer. Uh, somebody calls me and says, Paul, I need a lawyer. And I say, oh, yeah, you know, Kelly Street's a great lawyer. And they go, what's her number? Well, I don't know. So now they're going to go online to find you, and there is a good chance that they are going to see the people who are outspending you that have better rankings. So even in a, in a straight referral business, it's a common mistake people made. They say, well, I don't spend – I'm not a TV guy. You don't have to be that guy to use a good number. But what I tell people is, you know, if you're looking for a good number, first of all, say to yourself, am I looking for a, you know, a, a local number? Do I focus most of my marketing in a small area, and do I want to appear super local? okay, then I want to look for a good local number. 
or do I operate in multiple area codes, maybe statewide, maybe multiple states? And then maybe, you know, I'd want to look at, a, at a, what we call a toll-free, although I hate the term toll-free because it's really not about toll-free anymore. You know, everybody has unlimited plans. So you could decide between the two. I often recommend, you know, you have both. But what is the first thing you want to do? And where is, think about where you're marketing. Once you've got that done, you can think about, what do I want the number to say? Do I want it to tie it to my tagline, my brand, what I do like got hurt? Do I want it to be my name? Do I want it to be my buzzword? You know, you have lawyers that say I'm the hammer or I fight or all those, you know, ask Gary, own it, but tie it into your marketing and think about the overall strategy. What is that first image I see when I land on your website? What is your ethos? What are you about? And start to think about it. Now you could certainly you know, call me, work with a company like mine. We know how to find things. We go back and forth with people. But I also tell people, you know, hey, this is a number I want. I'll say, well, first thing you do is dial it. You know, I, I'll show you how to get a number without hiring me. Dial it. Maybe the person who answers will sell it to you. Or maybe you could talk to your phone company. But if you want to work with an expert who could kind of guide you a little bit, I have access to obviously all the numbers I have. I've also organized a lot of the industry, so I have access to a lot of other people's databases. And a lot of numbers that you think aren't available really could be. But, you know, don't just jump into it. Think about, this is going to be my number for a while, maybe for the life of my business. What do I want it to say about me? And the, and the number that you like has to matter to you, not to me. I'll guide you, but it's got to resonate with you. It's your number. It's your business. Yeah, the other the other one that you uh, alluded to that I had to, I got to, add a little bit more to because it's really, really important is thinking about who your target audience is, right? So the the local, non-local is a big part of that. Lawyers, you know, especially in the injury space, they'll say, oh, for the, you know, the right case, I'll go anywhere in the state or if they're licensed in other states, they'll go to other states. And so, you know, I market to anybody with, you know, the lowest common denominator is, you know, injury and liability. But they always forget this, that proximity matters a lot to the consumer. And so, you know, we see this, with, we always get the uh, big market, uh, suburb, rural demographic distinctions that, you know, some people, they want this, the big city lawyer because they think that that person might be more experienced or equipped to be able to help them. Others want someone that's in their local community. And so it's the phone issue, whether it's the, the area code versus the non-local number is a big, big thing to think about um, when you're building your marketing uh, strategy. And especially, you know, our world is Google My Business. And so we talk, you know, there's a question of, do you put the local number uh, prominently, whether it's a tracking number or not, or do you put the non-local number? And um, I'd love, I know this is another one of those depends answers, um, but that's a big one that comes up all the time that I think people really need to think about. Because if you put, you know, here in Chicago, you put a 312 area code out there, people might not be as interested that are out in the burbs that don't share that. That might be a, you know, it says a lot in the psychology of the legal services consumer, depending on which area code you've got out there. Uh, yes, I agree. And I also think that that can be accomplished with the imagery I see. You know, does it appear like some fungible site of, you know, you know, I have $8 million or do you have a picture of a lawyer with his personality? You know, I, I've been a prosecutor or I've been a this. Um, I've lived in this, you know, uh, the Chicagoland area my whole life. You know, it's not just the number. I think the story gets told by the visual, the audio, the, you know, the number. Um, there are other things that I look at. I te- this is, you know, I don't know if I've uh, if I've proven this out, but if you're targeting, which many of our clients do, 
the Hispanic market, which is a growing market in this country, I tend to suggest digits. So we don't have a translation error in the word, how do I spell that word, et cetera. So if someone says that's that's what I'm going after in this, I might recommend a simple digited number. And um, there's other uh, lawyers that I've worked with that are targeting the Asian community. And believe it or not, they don't want the number four. It's an unlucky number. They love eights, happens to be a very lucky number. So you'll see that we sell a disproportionate amount of local numbers that have a lot of eights in them to the Asian community. So there's there's more than you know just meets the eye when you just think about a random number. So there's a lot of things that go into it, but ultimately I tell people have some fun with it, take ownership of it. It's going to be, you know, these are not just phone numbers. It's not just like the light switch in the carpet. This is a marketing tool. It is an asset if you deploy it as such. So think about it. Think about how what you want to use and what you want to associate with and have this tool don't just look at it as a simple utility because I don't, it, it is not. I think it could be your number one marketing tool in many regards or certainly one of the important arrows in the quiver. A lot of people think because I'm a phone number guy and a voice guy that I am anti-digital and that is absolutely the furthest thing from the truth. I believe wholeheartedly. I, I spend a lot of money on my website, on social media, on pay-per-click, on all things digital, but not at the expense of also thinking about my voice strategy and how I'm going to communicate that way. I think it's a holistic approach and you need to think about all of it. Yeah. And I know one of the things that you talk about in relation to incorporating voice or thinking about your voice strategy is thinking about the people who are answering the phone and your process for all of that. Because it's so great if you have this awesome phone number that people remember. But then if the person who's answering the phone isn't even saying the name of your law firm or isn't following up on those things, you're losing that person right there. So I know you also have a lot of points about how you can do better once you actually get the phone call. Yeah, 100%. I, I am really a firm believer, and again, not scientifically studied, that most of your clients, most of my clients, most of everyone's clients, really, if we never got them another an increase in their website visitors or more leads, they'd still do well because they are losing so much through the bottom of the colander that they only know what they know. And they like to, you know, they I want to get more, 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 more. You know, a lot of times they'll come to me at conferences and I'll say, look, before you just hire the whole world to do your TV and your radio and get a great number, let's make sure we have the process in place. Like who is answering the call? Not, well, I have somebody. Did you train them to answer the call? Do they empathy? Not you know, robots saying, well, are you injured? What uh, did you get a police report? No, like, oh my God, I'm so sorry to hear that. Are you okay? So teaching the people who are answering the call, you know, empathy and how to communicate, how to build connection. So this person knows they're in their time of need that they're going to get help. And then also critical, which is not something I do is, are you using a program, a software, a system like, I mean, there's a lot out there, like a lead docket or one of the others out there, Where's the information going? The lawyer, the paralegal, the next person in intake only knows what they know. They don't know what they don't know. So if you're not capturing these, the information, the conversation, the tone of the conversation, the needs of the client into a system, a management system that could be shared, you know, you pass the call over to the next person. They only know what you told them. So it's critical that you if you're going to drive more calls and you're going to do more digital, you're going to do this, you have that process locked down 
Otherwise, the biggest case of your year could slip right through your fingers. I have listened to calls that would horrify you. Um, well, oh yeah, you know, yeah, uh, you know, is is uh, is this a lawyer good for this stuff? No, yeah, you know, we're okay for that. Um, hey, let me have someone call you back. I mean, when someone just said they were, you know, they were in a, a, a an accident, they were hit by a Walmart truck, a McDonald truck at the same time. The drivers were drunk and texting, and they're going to want to call someone back. Like it's amazing to me. So I think critical that if you're going to do this stuff, make sure you understand who is answering the call for you. If you're going to use a third party for after hours, who's answering, how are they handling it? And what is the process to capture the information you're getting, both the data and any emotional things you need to know? Like if I had to pass this over, this person was injured. They're in the hospital with their family. My team needs to know that. So I think that that's all critical steps. We're not you know, I, it scares me when I see lawyers uh, go to conferences and I think there's a lot of really good salespeople in this industry and they'll go to a booth and they'll hire a digital marketing company because the guy's really good in a great company. Then they'll go next door and there'll be a guy who does newsletters and they'll hire him. Then they'll hire someone who specializes in PR. Then they'll come to me and get a phone number and then they'll do this. But where are we all talking? Is the strategy connected? So I think sometimes, you know, that expression, slow down, you go faster. It's really important, um, you know, if you're going to really build this and get the most out of it uh, across all of your marketing. Yeah, yeah, I love so much that you said to write down, to take note of the tone of the conversation, because that is so essential, especially when you're in more of a high emotion practice area where if someone is calling you and they are sobbing on the phone and your intake person is able to match their tone or, or to have empathy, but then also they write that in the notes and the lawyer then knows when they contact them, okay, this person is, is in a very particular space as compared to someone else who's like, yes, I'm calling for my aunt. She had this accident. Yeah. I'll, you know, it's, yeah, it's just, I, I love that you brought that up. It's the human element that I think, yeah, you know, gets lost in sometimes the scripts and yes. the busy day to day, you know, at, and I don't, and I think that people have to understand that at the end of the day, you know, it's human beings, especially in the legal practice, you're at human beings at a, at a spot where they're vulnerable. Uh, many are uncomfortable and you don't know the process. Some of them don't even, they don't want to sue. I mean, I have a friend of mine who was, who was hit by a car by a, a young teenager. She didn't even want to sue the girl because she felt bad. So it's a confusing fearful, all this stuff, that's human being. Yes, there are documented injuries. I get that. And there's documented law. But capture who the client is because that's why they're coming to you. And I think it makes a difference not only between whether you retain the case, but it's whether you build a real relationship and someone who is going to be an, an advocate, a salesperson for your practice forever because of how you treated them. And in my opinion, the only way to do that ultimately is by harnessing the power of voice. Yes, you can use the web to capture information and have chats and emails, and that's how some people want to communicate. But the only way to really convey intonation, emotion, and, and probe is voice. And that's why I think voice is an important strategy you know, in the overall picture of you know, digital email, everything. Definitely. And the other thing that we always talk about too is shop your firm because – you might think you've got all this training and management and systems in place, but if it's not being followed, it doesn't matter. 
So make sure you're calling your firm up uh, or, you know, I know there's even businesses that will do secret shop firms, but um, the very least spot check, because what you think is going on in intake is not always the case. I would pretty much assure you that it's not. And, you know, you say uh, you should shop your firm and I'll say, be really careful because you are going to get a real eye opener. You know, I've heard it so many times. We do everything perfect, perfect, perfect. And I'll say, okay. And you send them a call or you send them and they are shocked. You know, again, you only know what you know. You don't know what you don't know. And if you think everything's humming, you could be crushing it, right? You could be signing up more cases than everybody else. But you could also be missing a lot that you could also have signed up for little things that you can fix that have nothing to do with spending more on link building or getting a better number or taking another billboard out. So make sure the, the entire process works uh, across the board and constantly tweak it, you know, constantly evaluate. It's not a one and done. Yep. All right. We need to take a short break to hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, I'm hoping we can talk a little bit about branding. If you're missing calls, appointments, and potential clients, it's time to work with Nexa Professional. More than just an answering service, Nexa's virtual receptionists are available 24-7 to schedule appointments, qualify leads, respond to emails, integrate with your firm software, and much more. Nexa ensures your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 800-267-9371 or visit them at nexa.com forward slash podcast for a special offer. And we are back with Paul Faust of Ring Boost. And Paul, I want to switch directions just a little bit because I do think you make a lot of good points about how voice actually does fit into branding. And so I think for me, I want to start there. Because with the idea of getting vanity numbers that match your branding or your tagline or the kinds of things that you're talking about, it rolls really nicely into selling you as a product and that mindset shift from selling your law firm or selling your services. Uh, Yes, I agree 100%. And I'll tell you why. And I've just talked about this recently. Technology is a great democratizer. It, you know, not that English is my uh, my preferred language. Um, I think that's the right way to say it. Um, I can today hire you guys to build a website that looks like the biggest lawyer in the country, right? I could use the same chatbot they can. I could use the same email software. I could do everything that anybody. All right, maybe I can't spend enough to rank with them or outspend a pay per click, but I could put up a site within a matter of a week or two that looks like everybody else. And I could use the same software everyone's using. Here's the one thing you can't, you cannot democratize Paul Faust. You cannot, you can't get me. I am me. I am a unique human being. I have a unique voice, a unique passion. And I think most of the lawyers I know are also, yes, they all went to law school, they've all had their big settlements, they've all this but they have a unique story of who they are and why they care and why they practice law and what they're about. And that ultimately I think is what people connect to is, you know, who and why, not what we all know what, that you're going to go to court and you're going to fight hard. And look, if if we really want to baffle people, every lawyer is going to show their million dollar settlements. My voice matters. Okay. What I stand for matters, how I care matters, who I am as a person matters. And I think voice and communicating with people in that medium is the only real way 
to do that. Now, again, it doesn't have to be a voice call. There's companies out in the industry that make really great videos that talk about why you got into law and what you're about. Voice is that tool. It's the tool that allows for intonation. You know, most people now can type at what, 20 words a minute on a small screen and hear, you know, hear less. I could talk, you know, I'm a little different because I'm from New York. I could talk probably 200 words a minute. I can hear more. So I'm a, it allows for probing. It allows for honesty. It allows for in, in emotion and intonation and follow up to make sure I have an understanding. And so I just, I believe that each and every one of us has a voice and it matters. And I don't want to, to be in a world where my robot talks to your robot, you know, your robot tells my robot you were hurt. My robot asks a bunch of questions and signs you up and there's no human interaction. I just, it's, it's not the best way, you know, in my opinion, to build your overall long-term brand as a person, as a, uh, as an entity, because I think your entity is also a full brand. You know, the law firm isn't you, it's the collective you, you know, it's the whole firm, I could do everything right, but I have one person that's not part of the brand culture, doesn't believe in it. That could that could ruin everything. So I just think that 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 power of of you matter and your voice matters is important in the in an increasingly digital age. You know, we're increasingly moving to technology. I, I think the great differentiator is me. Right. It's so interesting too because you know you talk to trial lawyers and. When it comes to trying cases and getting in front of a jury and telling the client's story, like they totally, that's what they do. But then it's a lot of times in the marketing, they don't make the connection that's the same thing. It's the same, they're telling, they got to tell a story there. And, you know, I think some of that is they're just busy and they're focused on helping clients and trying cases and they're not as focused on uh, actually looking at their own marketing and systems and processes from that kind of viewpoint, but it's the same stuff, right? It's that's where you got it. You got to build those relationships and tell that story the same way you do when you're in front of a jury. I agree completely, but I think some of it is as an industry, our fault. You know, when I go to a lot of conferences, they talk about, you know, X amount of content, X amount of words, keyword rich with the right links. You got a blog and you get, but they don't talk about telling who you are, explaining who you be out in your community um, that has nothing to do with, practicing law, give away free information, be an advocate for a community, um, do the right charity, all that stuff. It's not just about uh, 15, I don't know what the number, 1,500 words of keyword rich on a topic twice a week, or you listen to speakers like Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, 100 pieces of content every day. Okay, great. I could vomit out content, but still no one gets to know why I tick. And like, I asked lawyers in a conference, um, I've asked many, you got two choice and two choice only. And I know it's not a real scenario. Someone's hurt in an accident and you can have them fill out a, a web form or they get you on the phone. Your choice. And by and large, their hands will go up and say, I want them on the phone because they know if they get them on the phone, they will convince them that they are the right attorney for them, that they could help them and they will get that retainer signed because they, they you know, a lot of them have, they believe in what they do. Well, get that across both in your voice in your commercials, and in your digital. Talk more about that because, look, we could all hire the same content writers to write about what to do in a car accident. Okay, but here's how Paul Faust resonates with you. So I just believe in, in the power of, of brand and the power of voice. And, and um, otherwise, we'll be in an age where I'll just send a bot to court because the bot can answer every question. It has access to billions of pieces of data in nanoseconds. and could just. But that's not what wins cases storytelling yeah. wins cases, emotion, getting to know 
who the people are wins cases. Um, and, and so I, that's why I just think it's an important, unfortunately overlooked tool that we're not talking about, which is why I commend, you know, you guys, when I, you know, when I saw you post about it, having someone on to talk about, you guys are a digital marketing company or, you know, a marketing company to have someone come on and talk about voice, talk about the power of voice matters. Um, uh, that's what we need more of. Yeah. I mean, we don't do digital marketing in a vacuum. We have custom numbers for our clients and we, you know, we think about these things as well because it, it's not just one single thing that's going to work. You know, it all has to be working together. You have to have your brand. You have to have the phone number that makes sense. You have to have your SEO and your PPC and all, you know, all of these components together, or at least think about them and think about what works for the kinds of clients that you are attracting. That's how they ultimately all win. And I hate it when, you know, uh, individual vendors, they, you know, they only talk about their piece and they could be the best at their piece, but their piece ties in other pieces. And so it is a, you know, and there's a time when, when one's flowing more, you know, it could be that you're Google, you're ranking one or two and you're getting everything there. Then all of a sudden there's an algorithm shift and maybe you dropped a little bit. And while you're getting back where you want to be, there's other pieces that are humming and there, and there are ways to get business that have nothing to do with digital or phone numbers, you know, community involvement. So I think looking at all the pieces and how they all interconnect. Um, is really just, it's really just critical. You know, one of the things I love about what I do uh, personally, and I like, you know, I talk about it when I go to conferences. I've been going to these conferences for you know, 14 years now, and I've been doing the same thing. Uh, phone numbers. I, you don't have to be a degreed expert to use them. I, I often tell people I wish I could baffle you with codes and algorithms, but I can. If I could figure out a way, I would. Um, I go to the same conference, the same booth. It's kind of boring because I talk about the same thing. Everyone knows how to use them. They're just phone numbers and they're a tool. And I watch, you know, my friends in, in, in the digital world, who, again, I have a lot of respect for it. I spend a lot of money and recommend it. It, you know, it's a constantly changing game, right? It's, it's a website and it's content. It's now it's different content. It's links. Okay. But it's inbound links. It's, you know, there's, it's the Google map. It's, um, it's social tied in it's reviews. So, that ball keeps moving and, you know, God bless you guys for being able to stay on top of that and understanding it, that there's, you know, there's two kids playing ping pong in Silicon Valley that decide one kid loses the game and decides to change an algorithm and you guys have to understand it and react to it. I've been doing the same thing. I, nothing's really new. It's just a phone and it works. Um, I kind of like it. I don't have the brain power to understand all these micro changes and, and, now, I mean, I'll tell you right now that I think in, in a year or two, you'll have lawyers making TikTok videos because things keep moving in the digital age. Oh, and there at, already are. Yeah. <laughs> but, and as they are, I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Do you, do you still have a phone number and is your phone ringing? Like, I just, like, I'm still a fan of some of the tried and true while we all both experiment and exploit in, in the good sense, the things that are working whether it's Snapchat or TikTok or our review platforms, I do them all every day. I've got, I mean, I sit here, I'm watching chats on my site. I'm not, I use chat and I email clients, um, but I like that it's just tried and true, human being, human interaction, human need to connect and, and being who you are through your voice, which only you have. 
Right. Well, and at the end of the day, the, you know who drives all of this? The consumers, right? It's our clients, the potential clients. They drive it. If they want, to, uh, and they do, they want to talk on the phone, um, they're going to drive phone conversation. And so it's like, I think you've said it well. It's, it's really, it's meeting clients where they are and uh, being available. If, you know, if they want to start a conversation on chat, take their information on chat. But I think we all recognize law is a service business. It's a relationship and reputation business. And so at some point, you're going to have to talk. You're probably going to have to meet. And so I think that uh, there's no question that voice is going to continue to play a role regardless of all this technology, how you interact with clients. There's, I think there's more tools. But at the end of the day, like you said, you got to talk to your clients. Somewhere down the line, it requires a conversation. And I think that voice is a unique tool to uncover things faster clearer with you know less misperception the ability to quickly follow up to make sure i understood things right to to hear the pain in someone's voice or the joy in their voice um that you know might take 10 15 20 30 back and forth interactions on a chat or an email or a text and you might not capture it all i think when you build you know there's a reason i do business with certain people often you know I can buy wine from anybody. I wait till I go to, to the Berkshires, to this wine store that I go to, because the guy knows me. And he talks to me when I come in about my wife and kids and about the last wine he gave me. And he suggests cheeses. And so I go out of my way to not buy wine anywhere else. When I go there, I buy it because I'm, I have a connection. And guess what? When somebody else needs wine, I'm saying, oh, if you're in this area, you got to go to this store. So you could be an unbelievable lawyer, closing as many cases as possible and rarely using your voice. But how much are you missing? Because the people you served are now, I believe that if somebody fell down and stepped on them, they would give your name out as a, a referral. But are they out there just like wanting to talk about how great you were for them, how you changed their lives, how you mattered to them, even if you didn't win what you thought? That's human connection. And that's the difference between transactional business, which I think a lot of people think about, and what is the ROI of having someone take a call? They're only thinking about the transaction. They're not thinking about the next two, three, five, 10, 15 years of you know their life and their business. I speak to lawyers every day that call me having nothing to do with a phone number. They want to know what trade shows to go to. They don't like their digital marketing company, their case management software. Um, am I going to mass toward made perfect? Can I go sit in the talc conference and take notes for them? Like that's because they know me. They trust me. We've built a relationship. And guess what? When the time is right, I know that they will go out of their way to tell people about me. I just had a lawyer this morning, right before this podcast, posted on his own social media page, Facebook page. He said, if anybody needs a phone number for their law practice, call me. I got the hookup for you. Just post that today. You can go look at it right now. It's a lawyer named Ross Jurowitz. Post that for me. Why? Because we built a relationship that goes way beyond. You know, the last time you got a number for me was two years ago. But it's about our connection now. It's about our relationship. And he knows who, who I am and what makes me tick and why I care so much about this. So I'm sticking to that. Which is all your... That's your personal brand. It's my brand. It's my per <laughs> it's right. I believe that again, I've said it earlier. There is no other Paul Faust. There could be someone else who learns all about phone numbers. I have a personal brand. It is, I own it. I don't apologize for it. Uh, I, you know, people see me at conference and think they make judgments about me. Um, oh, he's this, he's crazy. You know, 
If you really know who I am, you know that I care more than most. The things I do in my personal life show who I really am, being a volunteer firefighter, running charities all the time, helping everybody build their business, whether it be lawyers or other vendors. That's who I am. That is my personal brand. No amount of money you spend can buy my personal brand. My personal brand is me. It's authentic. It's what I'm really about. And if it's not for you, I understand. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. And if I'm doing something that's hurting you and I want to know about that, but it, but this is me. I think too many people are so worried about what everyone else thinks of them and trying to impress people that mean nothing to them. This is what I am. This is what I do. And at the end of the day, I think I'm the best at what I do in my business. And I think I care more than other people about the rest of the people around me. I've, I've set up my booth and then run around and help other people set their booths up because it has nothing to do with business. It's just who I am. That is my personal brand and people know it. Yeah. Oh, I love this. This is so, so great. I, I am super excited that we got to talk to you today. And I think we, we covered some really, I'm, I know that people get some action items out of this and they'll get some things to reflect and, and think about for their business too. I, I hope so. And I encourage and I like when people call me out and call my BS and debate with me. I've sub- built some of my greatest relationships that way. I want to hear if you disagree. And I'll respect your disagree. We might just agree to disagree, but I learn new stuff. If you're not learning new stuff and understanding other people's point of views, like I didn't, I was all about great vanity numbers. I didn't understand your need for tracking in the digital world or some of the TV guys. You learn. So I want, challenge me. Let's talk. And I'll tell people I am here to help. If you never want to get a number for me, call me. You know, you can reach out. I'm here to help. I want to understand what you're doing. So Paul, there's other ways to work together. I appreciate that uh, candor where if people want to call you out for your BS, how do you recommend they get a hold of you? Uh, well, obviously I'll say I love when they call me because I love phone calls. So anyone can call me at 914-200-0013. because 13 is my lucky number, of course. Um, they could visit our website, ringboost.com to take a look around at what we do, search for kind of numbers. They could email me, paul at ringboost.com. In the legal world, I am at uh, eight to 10 conferences a year. I'll be at NTL. I'll be at AAJ. I'll be at MassTort. Grab me, you know, text me. If you need to find me, I'm, I'm out there and I do love speaking. So by all means, call um, and let's talk and see if I can help you again, whether it be a number, whether it be some other piece, whether you want to debate or I can help you with some other area of your practice or connections. That's what it's about to me. When you said AAJ, is that winter and annual? Will I see you in NOLA? Yes, I am usually at both. I'm usually at the, the NTL, both mass tours, both AAJs, and then I'm at Pilma. I also go to this really cool one that I kind of sneak into called Bedlam, where I was invited <laughs> to poke in, even though they're at the first Bedlam, there really weren't non-lawyer participants. I was invited to come and just sit quietly, which is really, really hard for me. So I will uh, Bedlam conference. Uh, I will uh, hopefully be at if they if they don't have security to keep me out. So yes, uh, I'm at as many conferences as as I can get to, and my wife allows me to go to. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. I think this has been tremendously valuable. Uh, looking forward to catching up with you on the circuit. Uh, <laughs> depending on when this is aired, happy New Year and happy holidays. Oh, thank you so much. Um, so yeah, please let me know. I, I thank you guys so much for having me on and uh, and talking about this topic. I I hope more people you know talk about this stuff. All right. Well, dear listeners, the time has come for us to wrap another Lunch Hour Legal Marketing episode, sadly. But thank you for tuning in. 
And for those of you who are regular subscribers, thank you so much. Those of you who just randomly clicked on a link and didn't know where you landed, please do subscribe to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts now, all of the podcast places. We appreciate you. Uh, we're always interested in hearing your feedback, so please don't hesitate to leave a review, positive or negative. And if you're interested in participating as a guest or have topic suggestions, we're open to that too. Thank you so much. Happy holidays and happy new year to everybody. We're out. Thank you for listening to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing. If you'd like more information about what you heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts and RSS. Follow Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And or download the free app from Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, or subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the Unbillable Hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.